0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Wednesday, December the 22nd. And wherever you are, whenever you listen to this, I wish you God's grace, God's life, God's goodness today in, within, among, around you uh, as we draw one day closer to the coming, brothers and sisters. And so because of that, again, we continue through Luke chapter 1, we continue to hear the story, and, and yeah, that would be capital T, capital S. Uh, we continue to hear uh, all the background work that got had to be done, that, uh, that people needed to say yes, that had to, they had to participate with in order for an event to happen later, some of which they were there and some of which people weren't there. How wonderful. Yet all those yeses went into this whole story. So today we will read uh, a very famous song. Uh, Maybe one of the most famous songs from all of Scripture. Luke chapter 1, verse 46 to 56. So a little bit longer. Um, But I invite you to read along. I'm going to read the USCCB's uh, because their, their rendition, because it's so gorgeous. And um, I just want us to hear it again as if for the first time. This is Mary's Magnificat. Let's listen. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to help his servant Israel, for he remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary remained with Elizabeth about three months, and then returned to her home. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So let's just take a a trip back and remember, because we're reading Luke chapter 1 sequentially this week, where have we been? So Monday, we celebrated the Feast of the Annunciation, right? That was Luke 1 26 to 38. And we uh, remembered the angel, the archangel Gabriel, coming to Mary and presenting the plan. Mary, not even taking much time to ponder, just asking some questions about the hows. Uh, how will this happen based on decisions I've made? And, uh, and saying yes to that. And then the plan enacting. All of heaven exhaling and uh, moving forward in wonder. Uh, yesterday, we celebrated the visitation. Luke chapter 1, verse 39 to 45. And Mary immediately makes haste because the incarnation, right? When we are filled with the Spirit, if it ends there, it's a tragedy. That that we are that conduit for the Spirit, that it must flow through us. And how do we do that? By us taking it to other people. And by us being that incarnation for those impregnated around us with various and, and, uh, you know, many things. Some good that we celebrate with them and some less good, then we must walk with them and hold them uh, during that experience. And so today, again, sequentially, Mary has greeted, uh, or excuse me, Elizabeth greeted Mary, right? And the baby leapt within her womb for joy. And and Elizabeth says those words that we say in the in the rosary, hail, or not hail, full of grace, those are, are Gabriel's. Um, um, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. That's what she had to say. <laughs> yeah, great, Joe. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how is it the mother of my Lord has come to me? You know, and and blessed are you who believed, who believed what God had promised. And this is Mary's response to it. This is Mary's response, not, yeah. Yeah, I am blessed, and, and I am pretty good. Of course that's not Mary. That would be like the antithesis of Mary, right? No. Mary says this. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, not the greatness of me. Look at me. Look at what I was chosen for among all women in all generations. Those who have been past, those who were to come, the present generation, I was chosen among all women to bear this. Wouldn't there be some ego in there for us? Maybe I'm speaking more out of me. I think there would have been for me. But not Mary. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked on his lowly one. Because she knew who she was. Not lowly as in terms of, you know, unworthy and I'm the worst. That's a very poor idea of humility. And and brothers and sisters, I'm sure you know that. Humility is just knowing who we are and knowing who we are not. It's being self-aware and understanding our place. Our place in a family, our place in a culture, ultimately our place before God, right? Right? You know, I, I remember that scene from Rudy. Now, this is certainly predates Rudy. But that scene where Rudy is in the church praying and a priest comes up to him and he says, you know, there are two things, I, the priest says this to Rudy, there are two things I've learned. One, that there is a God. And two, that I am not him, her, God. That I am not that God. That's what we're talking about with humility mary understood who she was and who she was not my soul proclaims the greatness of the lord my spirit rejoices in god my savior you know we talk about mary being born without sin with the immaculate conception that gorgeous feast day um but yet yet here we still see her beauty and her goodness and her humility in saying, I too, I too am in need of a Savior. I cannot save myself. And this was a woman born without sin, brothers and sisters. She too looked to God for a Savior. So here's my first point. Mary's soul proclaimed the greatness of the Lord. What do our souls proclaim? Because they're proclaiming something, huh? Our beings, our soul, our spirits, our essence. What does it proclaim, my friends? Because it proclaims something. And if we say, well, I'm really not proclaiming anything. Not to decide is to decide, right? Then I'm proclaiming nihilism or whatever we want to proclaim. Does our soul proclaim? Hey, and and I'm not saying it's black and white. It's either me or God. Usually it is me or God. It can proclaim all kinds of things. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Packers. That's what I'm about. Listen, I, as, as a tried and true, you know, kicked around Viking fan for 56 years of my life, I can proclaim or I can at least say Packers are a whole lot better than my team, at least in these last, oh, maybe lifetime of years. That drives me crazy to say it, but I will say that's way too small isn't it if that's what our soul proclaims does a soul proclaim um the work that i do that's great i hope that you're a fantastic professor i hope that you're a wonderful uh lawyer i hope that you're a wonderful um accountant praise god for that for the skills that you've been given but is that what our soul proclaims? Because that's too small too, right? Does our soul proclaim this relationship? Brothers and sisters, I praise God that you're a good mother or a good sister or a good daughter. I praise God that you are a good father or son or brother. I praise God that you are a good grandmother and that, that, that that brings life. But is that what our soul proclaims? Because again, isn't that isn't it too small? And, and I'm not even saying too small is not a bad thing, but but isn't it too finite? Isn't, isn't it transitory? There's only one thing I think that is not transitory. I say I think, of course I know. There's only one thing that is not transitory and that is that love of God, that goodness of God, that mercy of God, that grace of God, that life of God, that joy of God, all of that which never goes away. That life capital l in which we participate the dance that we say yes to because that keeps going long after we're gone the music continues and it continues through the life that we pass on to other people and they continue the dance and they pass it on and that they continue the dance brothers and sisters again this is not a judgment question this is not a shaming question this is a question of awareness What is it that our soul proclaims? Mary's soul proclaimed the greatness of the Lord. Her spirit rejoiced in God, her Savior. She knew what she was in need of. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Second point, and and, uh, last thing I'll say, even though you know it's probably not going to be like only a minute, because that's just not what I do. The second half this is revolutionary stuff, brothers and sisters. I, I mentioned earlier this is a song. You know, this would be like uh, Philippians when uh, it says, Every knee shall bow and every tongue proclaim uh, that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's a song that is is probably was sung in the early church. This one was a song. You know, we, we sing Ecclesiastes, if you were a fan of the birds back in the 60s, you know, to everything, turn, turn, turn. That, Ecclesiastes, you know, again... Uh, It seems to be poetry uh, and certainly could have been a song. But this was something that is believed to have been sung by Mary, sung by the early church, proclaimed in song. Heck, we sing it in song uh, on a number of of occasions. But the second half of this song, well, the whole song is revolutionary. But it, it literally, this is revolutionary, brothers and sisters. This has been banned in certain places because it's so revolutionary. Listen to it. From this day, all generations will call Mary blessed. Do we call her blessed? Just a side comment there. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Here we go. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm and scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel for he remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers. Now, Israel is the lowly one. We have to know that. Israel has been trampled by every empire that has come through, be that you know the, uh, the Egyptians, be that the, the Greeks, be that the Romans, you name it. The, uh, the Assyrians, the, the Babylonians, They've, they've been trampled by the best of them And brothers and sisters we we talk about this in Catholic parlance we, we've talked about this in in Catholic circles and I'm sure you've heard it but this this idea that God has uh, the preferential option is what the, the term is preferential option for the poor for the outcast for. The neglected, for the lost, for the lonely. Brothers and sisters, it's the it's the water we swim in, it's the air we breathe. It is so prevalent in the gospel, but rarely more so than this. You know, when when Jesus says, hey, you know what shepherd doesn't leave the 99 and go off and look for the lost one? That's preferential option for the poor. But here, when when we see this, When Mary says, he has scattered the proud, meaning God. God has scattered the proud in their conceit. God casts down the mighty from their thrones. Why? Because the mighty don't think they need a savior. The mighty think they're doing okay on their own. And he lifts up the lowly. Why? Because the lowly know who they are. And they know who they're not. And they know what they need. He has filled the hungry with good things. Why? Because they know what, what they need. They know upon whom they, re, they must rely. And, by the way, they don't hunger just for food. They hunger for more. Life and love and companionship and dignity. And those who hunger for it so much, when they receive it, generally, I'm painting with a big brush here, but generally are the ones that give it quicker too. They hunger for good things. And the rich who think they're okay and can at times hoard. The rich he has sent away empty. Why? Because they become um, that salvation, if I can use that term, unto themselves. Brothers and sisters, the points I want to make today are what does our soul proclaim? Our soul proclaims the greatness of something. What is that in our life? And two, do we know, like Mary did, that we are in need of a Savior? And if we find ourselves today doing pretty well and feeling like we don't have need to rely on God, I mean, there's a story. I'll tell it here, and then I'll quit. And this comes from Joan Chittister in a book, a little book on prayer that I've been reading as my daily devotional in the morning lately. And uh, and the the seeker came to the uh, rabbi and said. Teach me to pray. What do I need to know how to pray? And so the rabbi said, "Okay, this is what you need to know." And took his head and threw it down in a pail of water. And uh, and that person in the pail of water began to panic and was drowning and couldn't get air and 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 was was doing everything they could to get back up. And at the last minute, the rabbi uh, pulled his his head out of the water. And the the seeker said, why on earth did you do that? I came to ask you about prayer. What is it? And the seeker said, when you know that you need God as much as your lungs needed air, then you're ready for prayer. Do we know, brothers and sisters, how much we need God? That we need God as much as we need air? Um... Because I don't think the rich and the mighty did or do. That's the way of the world. It's easy to be seduced that way. But our God invites us, like Mary, to remember who we are and to remember who we are not. That God looks with love and mercy on the lowly one. And that he remembers, he remembers his promise of mercy to you and I. Let's pray. So, brothers and sisters, we continue through the joyful mysteries today. And uh, today we seek or we, we skip ahead, in a sense, in these mysteries to the feast we will celebrate this coming weekend. So we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The third joyful mystery, the incarnation of our God. Jesus is born. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. As we continue through this fourth week of Advent, may you and your spirits proclaim God's greatness as we prepare for the coming. God's peace.